let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for today. I thank you for my brethren. I thank you for the church. I thank you for the world that will comfort. I pray, God, that I hide myself under the cross. Heavenly Father, O oh God, as we go through the readings and as we go through the scriptures concerning the last judgment, we shall really re-examine our life individually to be able to appear before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. There is something that actually gets people agitated, especially students. When somebody is going to be examined and when you are going to be thoroughly looked into your private life. When I actually looked at this topic, I actually asked myself, I actually imagined myself standing before the white room judgment. And the only way we can actually appreciate this message today is for you not to think about any other person. But just imagine yourself standing before the Son of Man. Because it will happen one day. What we are going to do, I will quickly give you three summaries and then we go on. One is that we all agree that Christ is the ultimate judge. If there is any doubt about this, we can, you can raise your hand. The second is that there is a reward for the righteous. And there is punishment for the world unrighteous. And the areas of our life that actually be examined is our deeds, what we have done on this mother earth, our works, how we have spent our time on this earth, our motives and our thoughts, and finally how we individually responded to God on an individual basis. This judgment will not be your father because I have an uncle. He told me that he will hold the ministers responsible if he goes to hell. That he is doing whatever they taught him. I told him it's not true. Your minister, your father, your mother will not be there. That they, will they be there? They will not and they will not hold you. But there is something that is attitude to us. The essence of this thing is not really to frighten us. Just like I usually tell students, the essence of an exam is for you to be promoted. Is it not true? If there is no exam, there will be no what? There will be no promotion. So there is no need shifting exams and telling that you don't want to sit for an exam. The essence of the judgment is for us to be rewarded and for the sinners to be published. So for a Christian and for, an, for a believer, we should have a joyful expectations of this coming, which is called the heaven. So when we talk about the judgment, we should be happy, but that's when we are going to be. Before a sinner, you wait for the punishment. The Bible says, lake of fire. Usually when I travel to the village, I pass through Agro Lake. I know that lake is a large area of water surrounded by land. Is it not true? But I imagine this lake of fire as a large area of fire surrounded by the devil. 
So that if you want to jump out, what will happen? They knock you back. So these two places will determine what they call our everlasting state. That's where somebody will be, not for a while, but for throughout the person's ultimate life. So the essence of this is for us, really, to prepare to meet our God as the teen has. You know, like somebody is preparing for an exam. What you are going to look is to look into this great white throne judgment. A very overview of it. Likely queries, are, what are those things likely Jesus is going to ask us? And then we look at the past judgment God has actually instituted. And finally, we conclude. What is this great white throne judgment? One is that, what is a throne? It's a ceremonial seat or chair where Jesus will be. I imagine Jesus goes the girl on that seat and it becomes our turn to appear before him. It's great and majesty. The power that even the earth and heaven will run away from that seat. It is white in the sense it is absolute. When we talk about white, we talk about something that is very clean and absolute and righteous. There will be no cheating and there will be no appeal. There is no need telling God to say, say your name is not in the book of life. Say, let me check again. There is no time and there is no appeal. Nobody will give you that opportunity. And who is going to be our judge? The Lord Jesus Christ. God will decree and Jesus will execute. That what is going to happen on that very day. And then we move again. Who are those candidates? Who are those actually to appear before this right judgment? Who are them? The dead, the small and the great. You see, there was time I was just in that uh, old park. Just stay there. If you are just stay there, anybody who doesn't know me will just come and kick you away. Is it not true? There's no, that's the good, small and the great. There's no discretion. There's no discrimination between you and everybody has a talent God will question you about. Don't think that these things are for other group of people. Everybody born has something to, both the poor and the rich. I know when I was small, one small people were building my uncle's house. They were, mess- they were small messengers and all those other people. They were, they, were, they were asking themselves, those who are poor in spirit, who those, they say they are the people that are poor, they are likely the people who are going to inherit heaven. I was just there overly, overhearing them. But it is not true. Both the poor or a rich man who say that when he dies, he can get around 30 bishops to bury him. Will he save him? No, it will not. The rich and powerful cannot avoid this jurisdiction. No matter how you think you are, you can't. The grave will bring out bodies of men. The hell will bring out, not the bodies, but the souls of what? Men. And then the sea. I was wondering, so whether there's air crash, people will fall into seas and everything. All of them will be shook. All of them will appear on that very day. Praise God. While Jesus is sitting on the throne, he will have his own writing materials. What are those writing materials? The books. The books. The books. Book one. 
This one is, this will reveal all our actions, our deeds, and our thoughts. The video of our life will be displayed. There are certain things you don't want people to see. The videos of our life will be One of my friends told me that in London, if you just move across that place once, your pictures will be taken 300 times. I have always imagined with this appearance of this CCT, that they may be actually what God... Yeah, do you understand? Because God told us to go and conquer the earth. These discoveries draws me nearer to understand that these things we think will not happen. If human beings could do these things, it means it will happen. Why do you think these people who sell in shop rights, those people, they don't pick and they don't steal? Why? Are they all righteous? Because so they know they will be seen. That's why you move into shop right, move into robot. You see those people, they will not steal anything. They go home. As soon as they know very, very well that they will be seen. But sometimes as Christians, we all know that God is seeing us and we still commit sin. So it means that those people who are those sales girls are better than us. There is God's own CCT watching us, recording us, which we can easily be replayed. Then the, those things are just the general knowledge. In book two is the scripture. It based entirely on the scripture. Those who are, are justified and acquired by the gospel shall be what? They shall be free and they shall enter into eternal life. Praise God. Americans say you can run, but you cannot hide. As you are running, as you are doing everything, your pictures are being taken and being recorded. Praise God. So how shall this judgment be? How? You see, the judgment is going to be clear and visible. It is a personal trial in God's court. There is nothing like secret judgment. We said, well, because I'm this, I want, you know, occasionally in Nigeria, they say somebody can be tried inside. The judges want to screen so that people will not know. Like when they were talking about the secretary to the government, people were talking whether it would be the tribunal or whoever it should be done secret. It will be clear. The judgment will put all of us at the same level. Even me sitting here, the, the, the barrel pusher, the person selling granite, we shall be at the same level. Whether you have 30 PhDs or whether you have plots everywhere in the world, those things at that moment will become what? Irrelevant. Everybody will be given a fair hearing, as recorded in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verse 17-31. A day will be set for this judgment. A day will be set. I will just go through some likely questions. Very few likely questions. Because when you are appearing before the judgment seat or taking exam, you should have imagined some likely questions. Is it not true? What are those likely questions that God is going to ask us? Romans chapter 2 verse 16 says, This will take place on the day when God will join men's secrets through Jesus Christ as my gospel declares. Whatever we are hiding, whatever our wives, our children, our pastors do not know will be judged. A story was told about a man who wanted to have an operation on her operation on him. He was, you know, asked, where is my phone? 
He said the phone has been given to the wife. He ran out of the theater to go and collect back the phone. You know the reason? He has secrets. He has what? Secrets. But will that phone be true? Will he run away on the judgment seat? No. Everything there will now be seen. So these are where occasionally you think about Somebody may not be committing a gross sin. may not have committed you doing some, but they are secrets. Those secrets is what God will. We will render to each man according to his deeds. For there is no partiality with God. God is not going to give you a preferential treatment because you are this or because you are that. The judgment will be total, should be clear, and every one of us, every one of those things will be seen. And we really need to be very, very careful when this part of the judgment comes up. The secrets of men's life. Gross sins may not be appalling to you, but the secret sins are important and you need to take very good care of it. Just imagine, if you are doing anything, either watching a film or having your phone, and someone here footsteps and you put it off then you know fully well that you are putting out something that we will see on the judgment day. Praise God. The second thing we are going to go through very simply before I close up is our idle words. We were thinking I'm going to talk to you about gross sins. These are the problems. Usually when I want to read for anybody, I usually go to those aspects of human life that actually will be a landmine where we will just kick you off out of your stage. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I tell you that men will have to give account on that day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be what? Condemned. You be very careful on what to talk about yourself, about any other person in this life. Just make all your words be seasoned with salt. Because you'll be asked. And you can't throw it off. You'll be asked. All these things are something we need to look at. Then the second one is all our works, all our actions. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 24. They say that the sins of some men are obvious. Reaching the place of judgment ahead of them, the sins of others trail behind him. There are some people who will talk about husband towers, the money that are being stolen, everybody shouting. These sins are what? Obvious. Do you understand? They will reach the place of government, judgment ahead of. But they are ones that will really trail, but all of them are sins. So we should really watch everything we do at each moment we find ourselves. This thing we are doing, will God require it of me on that day? If not, we are going to pray and look into those things individually. I can't imagine myself throughout my living in this life going to hell. It will be so miserable. Not only that the fire is burning, but the regret. So, do you understand? It's, 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 it's painful. Because when people go to prison, I joke, okay, if you use a phone, 
So why should these little things tip off, off on the on the last day? Then you should judge each man's work impartially. So we know fully well that these works will be judged properly and impartially. Judgment is according to our deeds. Let me show what Jesus tried to explain to us. One is murder. None of us, and many of us, may not have killed. We may not have really used a knife or a gun to shoot somebody. You may be in your comfort zone. I have never killed. But look what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, 22. But I tell you that any of you who is angry with his brother will be subject to what? Judgment. You may not have killed. But you have been angry with your brother. The Bible says you will be what? Subject to judgment. That even if you have a gift on your order, has something, somebody has something against you. The Bible says that you leave that gift. Even if you have a goat, anything, and you brought it here. And the goat and everything is shouting and everything. We're supposed to see you run away. Leave all those things here and go and reconcile before you come back. It's as serious as that. Very, very serious. So, you think inside you, are you angry with anybody? Is there anything? I usually see a post, I don't know whether people have seen that. Thing. But there's a reaction that goes upon you when you see, when you're angry with somebody. Whenever you see that person, there's some release of chemicals in you. Oh, I can do what is a chemical reaction. So if they are happening on you, this is the opportunity to turn back and reconcile. Otherwise, you will be subject to what? Judgment. The second one is, the second one is uh, adultery and fornications. Those things are something we may not have done. Adultery, the Greek word, is just breaking wedlock. Fornication is like pony. Oh, that's why right, from me, it's from a uh, Greek word. That's why you get all this porn which they put inside their phones. Incest, homosexuals, masturbations, all these lesbians, gay, bisexuals, transgenders. I was actually shocked in my clinic one day. Once somebody walked in and told me she's a lesbian. Do you understand? I nearly shouted out of bits. I need to hurt myself. So these things exist. They exist and God is going to judge it. The world is trying to water down these immoralities and we may try to accept them, but it is very clear those things will appear before the judgment of Christ. But look at what Jesus Christ said that. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Period. There was no mixing word, and this is written in simple English. So if you are even watching films, if you are watching, because what I have actually realized is the way those pictures are protected the internet, I realized that a young person may even see more, more naked people in one week more than their grandfather see in their whole lifetime. One day or one week is enough. What well, their old grandfathers who had no access to anything see, in their whole lifetime, some of them have lived 90 years, but because of that, 
God is going to judge that thing very, very seriously. Which initially we are small. Before you go to get in a cinema, but now in the comfort of their rooms, without anybody seeing, without anybody doing, and when you are even sleeping, those things are seen, and really God is going to do what to judge. So when you look, you have already committed adultery. Here. Don't wait till you have slept with somebody. Yours Jews is going to be judged. I just selected some very few. Divorce. Matthew says that Matthew 5.21 says, Whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Simple. If you are not living well with your spouse, I asked one man, he was carrying a baby, he was going for church. I told him, where is your wife? Senior, that is just, they, have, they are no longer living together. He said, and then you are going to church. Is it possible? He will, he will ask you. He said that, off with her, I will, I will stop going because it is part of your material. Those of you that are lawyers know there are books, and there are certain things you need to look at before the judgment comes on. Then the deeds. You may remain four slides, I will finish. The deeds. Enemies. Bible said, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spiritually use you and persecute you. We have reached a stage where these things are no longer visible. Every day in our life, instead of calling on the Holy Ghost to help us, we shall send Holy Ghost on assassination missions. Do you understand? Holy Ghost, fire, fire, and fire. Is that why the Holy Ghost was sent to us? And these things are sent on assassination missions. I don't wonder what God will do to us on that day. What are the solutions to these words? What is that? I will just gradually read you. There are what we call in, our, in school, what is called continuous assessment and continuous looking into your life. To prepare for this judgment. The essence of continuous assessment is for you to have an advantage when the real exam comes. Is it not true? Once you miss it out, you are unlikely to pass the main exam. So Job did that for his children. Job chapter 1, Job chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. He said, When a period of feasting has run its course, Job will send and have them purified. His children. Early in the morning, he will sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking perhaps my children have sinned and caused God in their hearts. And the Bible recorded that this was Job's irregular word custom. Every day in your life, before you lie down, evaluate yourself. Either in the morning or in the evening. That is how to prepare for the last judgment. Don't just sleep. Others may be thinking you are sleeping. But that first one out. If there's anything that you have done wrong, confess it. Do you understand? Confess it. 
Because most people think that most of the time where people die is in the hospital. No. Majority die on their bed. Think about it before you sleep off. Confess it. And tell God that look, you are. So that somebody sees you as a child preparing for an exam and preparing for this judgment. God will help us. The second Corinthians 11, 31, he says, But if we judge ourselves, we will not come under judgment. We should always be the right of the world. Some people say that our conscience is our grace, the great judge. Before you do anything wrong, your conscience will tell you. But you know that God is even greater than that of our conscience. Let me also look at how God judged the past people. And then we close. Very few scriptures. The past judgment. In Second Peter chapter 2. He said that if God did not spare angels. When I usually read this thing. It gets to my heart. These are the people he was staying with in heaven. I was never in heaven. God did not spare these people. Do you understand? God did not spare the angels. When they sinned. They sent them to where? To hell, putting them into gloomy dungeons to be held for judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, didn't, but he brought the flood on his ungodly people, be protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Once you are ungodly, Chuku Kalobi, somebody who remains on this earth and is just sinning and playing away with his life. He still born you into ashes. He has given you an example. He doesn't change. That is double. So that's why this is costly to sin. Very extremely costly. And shameful because on that very day people will know you have gone to hell. I have forget that. But God will help us in Jesus' name. So, what actually, let me also read Second Peter chapter 2 verse 10. He said, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and earth and everything in it will be red burned. So everything will be destroyed. Then what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and a Good life. Praise God. There are certain scriptures, after all, this widespread judgment, after going through it, somebody will actually look, it is frightening. But let us go through some of those scriptures that actually brought us closer and closer and prepare us for this last judgment. These are the part of the scriptures that actually console me after I must have given my life to Christ. John chapter 6 verse 37 says that all that the Father has given me will come to me. And one who comes to me, I will by no means 
cast out. Now, Jesus, who is sitting on the throne, that he will not push you away. He has offered everything. You know, when you want to see somebody, we are two professors who, one of them was in our meeting, we called him to pray. Inside his heart, he knew fully well that there's another one we, we told to repent. But these are helpless and hopeless situations. Jesus, he may be appealing to you. Jesus said that, look, if you come to him, he will not do what? Throw you out. He will accept you. Don't allow the burden that lies on you to pull you down. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This was what Jesus was saying. Very gentle then. But you see what he will do on the judgment seat. Is it the same thing? It is a total different ball game altogether. He's now telling you, he stays at the door of your heart. And if anyone comes and hears my voice, open the door, he will come to him and dine with what? With him. And God in his own mercy, he said, Jesus, who will sit on the judgment seat and judge you, is telling you to come to him now that you have the time. So that when you walk up to him on the judgment seat, you beam a smile. Is it not true? You beam a smile. You can't beam a smile now until you have given your life to Christ. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercessions for him. Finally, the sweetest is in Luke chapter 12.32. He said, Do not fear, little flocks, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So there is actually no need. You have an opportunity to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are ready to do so, just thank yourself at the appropriate time. When you have fulfilled your days, that you shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The days are coming. Even myself here, I'm up to 50 years. I know I have lived half of my life. Consider the days are coming nearer. I count my years. I know it is possible. That the life I have lived is greater than the one that will come. It's obvious to me as a person. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. If you have never given your life to Christ, this is the time to do so. The church will participate with you and pray with you. So that this judgment will be disgraced on that day. If you are ready to do that, you raise up your hand. And God in his own mercy and the church will participate and pray with you.
Can you ask God to forgive you your sins? He said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he died for you, say you shall be saved. Confess your shortcomings, confess your weaknesses, your inadequacies, and surrender to him. Ask him to come into your life, to come and be your Lord and personal Savior, to come and give you the grace to live for him. That is what he has promised. And once you ask, he gives to you. I want you to repeat after me. My Lord and my Savior, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy to be called your child. I have sinned against you. But Lord, because you love me, you sent your son Jesus Christ and he came and died for me and paid the price of my sin. Lord, have mercy upon me. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Cancel my name from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life. Give me power to be your child. Power to live a holy life. Power to say no to sin. And cut off every relationship I have with the powers of darkness. Grant me the grace to live for you every day. In Jesus' name. Our Lord and personal Savior will give you praise. Thank you for these your children. Thank you, Father Lord, because it pleased you to bring them into your kingdom today. Lord, we return our praise and worship unto your holy name. Even as they have confessed with their mouth and they believed in their heart. And they have come out boldly to acknowledge you. Father Lord, forgive their sins. Cleanse them from every unrighteousness. Cancel their names from the book of death. Write their names in the book of life. Lord, every relationship they have with the past of darkness, all the things they have done in the past, that have put them under the bondage of the enemy, Lord, we stand upon your word and we declare them null and void in Jesus' name. We establish your counsel over their lives and God will declare that from today henceforth they will live for you. They will honor your name. God, they will glorify you. And Lord, you shall build them up as instruments of righteousness to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, Lord, as you have saved them into your kingdom and as you glorify your name. Be thou exalted, O Lord, over these lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed.